Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We have reached not only the end of the week, but we have reached the end of the month of June because today's June 30th. It is the last day of June. I almost forgot that June was 30 days, actually. I thought it was 31 for whatever reason, but I guess I learned nothing in school. JK, but yeah, today is June 30th. We're going into July, which means we're going into the last final home stretch before training camp. And we continue that home stretch by talking about number 17 on our top 25 Bengals for this season. Number 17 is none other than Joe Mixon, who Andrew hinted at when we talked about Cam Taylor Burr on Thursday. Uh, because there's a lot to talk about with Joe Mixon and his ranking and you know where he is on the list and why he is where he is on the list and you know where that kind of plays out for everyone else on the list. Welcome into another top 25 edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Aman and Andrew Gillis here with you. Mike Nislik got his weekend started a little bit early. He'll be back with us early next week. So Andrew and I are going to hold the fort down, keep the ship a sail uh, to wrap up this week. And I'll tell you what has actually helped keep us going, as I mentioned yesterday, and I'll keep mentioning, is our Bengals fan responses. We read two great responses earlier this week, uh, two amazing fans from Columbus. We've got many more that we're going to go through next week and beyond all the way through training camp. And if you still want to submit your fan response, just submit it by going to strictlystripes.com and clicking on the link that says, why am I Bengals fan? Tell us your story. Or if it's easier, you can email us your response directly at stripes at cleveland.com. It's been a lot of fun reading these. and We'll be writing about these on our website as well if you missed them on the podcast, so make sure you do that. So uh, Joseph Mixon, number 17 on the list. So uh, we finally kind of got to the part where, like, we're, we're getting to, like, veteran starters as we kind of get to the middle of this list. Now, obviously, we talked about B.J. Hill, who's another veteran starter, but uh, other than him and I guess Jonah Williams, too, you, you know, I should have mentioned him as well. Other than him and Jonah Williams, we've really talked about like new faces, rookies, first-time starters like Nick Scott, Dax Hill, Miles Murphy. Um, but now we're really kind of getting into the thick of things. Um, and I saw – so I, I want to really get you started on this, Andrew, because I know yesterday you had a lot you wanted to say about uh, why you had Joe Mixon where you had him on your list. I'm looking at it, and you had him at 21. So not not too far off of where he is, but far off enough where – I think you have a lot you want to say about that. So I'm going to open the floor for you and I'll let you talk about and maybe rage about why I've mixed in at 21. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I mean, this is a ranking for 2023 and I'm just, I'm not sold on mixing, especially as high as we kind of have him. I think, you know, if he wants like, I, I just I don't see a world in which Cam Taylor Britt is behind him or Jonah Williams is behind him or BJ Hill who played really well last year uh, or Nick Scott like I, I just I don't see like if we wanted to throw him in towards the end of the top twenty five I'm fine with that um, you know but but here's the thing with Mixon like you know we had three point nine yards of carry uh, which was which was down from twenty twenty one wasn't the lowest of his career which was in 
2020 when he had 3.6 yards of carry. But again, that was, um, uh, you know, that, that was on a, on a Bengals team that was not very, uh, not very effective. I just, I look at Mixon and I see a guy who is somewhat through no fault of his own at the wrong age to be a running back. Uh, he's going to be 27 when training camp starts next month. And I, I mean, that's just, uh, frankly, I mean, that that's just the age in which running backs start to go downhill if they're not already going downhill. It's just, it's a cold, cold business in the league at running back. And I mean, Joe Mixon has six years under his belt. He's got almost, uh, you know, he's got just over 1,300 carries in his career. You know, he's got 231 catches. So, I mean, you're talking about a significant workload for a guy uh, who's going into his seventh NFL season. I just, I look at Joe Mixon and I see a guy who I'm just not sure is going to be, uh, you know, I'm just not sure that, you know, you can count on him as a number one running back. I think it's actually kind of doing a disservice to Chase Brown too. Um, I like Chase Brown. I think that Chase Brown is going to have more of a role than people think. So uh, yeah, it, it kind of where we have Mixon. I, I mean, I disagree with. Um, you know, I, I had him kind of further down the list here. So um, so yeah, I, I just again, I'm not I'm not sold on Mixon for 2023. So. Mike and I, I know Mike's not with us, but I'm looking at what Mike had on his list before we put the final aggregation together. He had him pretty high. I, I think too high in my opinion. He had him at 14. I had him uh, higher than you, but not as high as Mike. I had Joe Mixon at 16. Um, so I guess, yeah, I mean, 17 is probably the best average when you put all of those together. I think that makes the most sense based on the point system. Look, here, here's the thing with Joe Mixon. So I do agree with you. It's a cold business. Like, we talked about it with Dalvin Cook getting cut by the Vikings, even though he played really well. I mean, uh, Ezekiel Elliott getting cut by the Cowboys, which in the Cowboys' defense, I mean, they kind of screwed themselves with that contract they gave him. Like, they really overpaid him from the start. And once they realized they couldn't keep paying him for what he was doing, I think he had to go. But, like, he got cut nonetheless, whereas other guys in their positions could probably keep riding that kind of a contract. Um you got Josh Jacobs, who hasn't signed his franchise tag. Saquon Barkley hasn't signed his franchise tag. And he's definitely like going to be in more of a standoff than most people realize, I think, with New York. Which, that's another debate, I think, for like another time. But it's a cold business. I do agree. And, of course, we've talked about uh, Paul Dana reporting that he's expected, Joe Mixon is expected to take a pay cut. Which, obviously, we, we don't know that. That's what he reported. That's to be seen before training camp, during training camp. And then, I mean, not to focus on this, but we can't forget, he, he still has those aggravated menacing charges hanging over his head. So, depending on the pay cut conversation, if that's a conversation, depending on what happens with his court case, if he's found guilty, if the NFL decides to take action, it shows he's not completely out of the woods yet. But at the same time, like, like the reason why I mentioned it is because you're in a really cold business right now as a running back. And there's not a lot helping Joe Mixon's case. So I do acknowledge everything you're saying. However, the reason why I had him where I had him at, like I said, at uh, number 16 on my list is because, and again, again, this is maybe where you you can start pulling out the other names that you know we had below him, like Cam Taylor-Britt and Jonah Williams and all of that. I just don't know if like I can say Cam Taylor Britt is more important than Joe Mixon. I don't know if I can say that Jonah Williams and Nick Scott 
are more important than Joe Mixon. I don't know that I could say that anybody in those bottom five with B.J. Hill and Dax Hill and Miles Murphy are more important than Joe Mixon. Because here's the thing. Love or hate the guy. I know he's in a very polarizing situation right now with all the factors I mentioned. They are going to need him. They are going to need him because he's familiar with Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow's familiar with him. Does it do a disservice to Chase Brown? Yes. To an extent, there is a lot of truth to that. You could even say Travion Williams, who has survived like, what, two cuts at this point and is going into his fifth year, which is remarkable given he's a six-round pick. I mean, that is a disservice to those two, but that Bengals offense really seems to trust him. Um, and, and again, I think you know we can agree or disagree with that, but the fact of the matter is he is an important part of that offense. He is an important part of you know Joe Burrow getting his checkdowns down to Mixon. I mean, I know Mixon wasn't good on the ground last year. He had the worst season of his career probably since his like rookie year when he didn't play all that much or play all that well. Um, and I get it's very concerning given he was a pro bowler like literally the year before, but he still had a career high in catches and a career high in receiving yards. And in his defense, I know he started and ended the year really wonky, but when he got his rhythm going, he did look like that pro bowl running back that, you know, had the best year of his career when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Am I saying that Mixon is going to run a thousand yards? No. Am I saying he's going to be a pro bowler? No. I actually think he's at the beginning of the end of that trajectory in his career. All I'm saying is the reason why I had him ranked that high is because he is going to be an important part of that offense. I don't know what Mike would have to say about that because obviously he's not with us, but I'd imagine maybe Mike is feeling the same way and maybe Mike has the same thought. But like, I mean, don't you think that's a fair case though that like love or hate Mixon and his trajectory, like his role in that offense deservingly puts him higher on the list? I mean, maybe, but I, I just think that, you know, his role on that offense is one thing, but I I guess I'm, you know, I'm saying that I don't think that that's going to be his role. Um, you know, I mean, you you look at, you know, his attempts and, you know, I mean, they went down uh, from 2021 to 2022. He got three less attempts per game, um, you know, than he did uh, uh, the year before. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I he got more receptions, yes. Um, you know, he was definitely targeted more in the passing game. But I, I wonder if – I wonder how much of that is them kind of realizing that you can't just give the ball to Joe Mixon anymore and expect him to kind of make, you know, these great gains and, and kind of expect him to be a bell cow anymore. That's just not – what you can expect from him. So, yeah, I mean, frankly, look, I, I would say, I would say that, you know, if, if the role is going to be your argument, I just, I just don't see it. I think Chase Brown is going to come in and actually kind of take some touches away from him in a meaningful way. And I mean, I wouldn't discount a, a veteran uh, signing either at some point. I mean, there's still a few guys that are pretty intriguing to me on the market. So yeah, I, you know, hell, I, I think that, um, you know, if the role I, I just from a from a talent perspective, I'm not sure. But then from a role perspective, I'm just not sure if that's going to be the role. Who do you see them adding? You think they're going to add a veteran with Mixon or they're going to add a veteran and cut Mixon? Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying that they could, um, you know, like there's there's a couple interesting guys right now. Um, just in terms of not guys that are going to come in and be you know, oh, what am I looking for? The, um, you know, the, the guys that are, the guys are not going to be, um, they're, they're not going to come in and be immediate. Okay. This dude is, uh, you know, going to take some significant carries away or, you know, this dude is going to make a pro bowl or whatever. Um, 
you know, but there, there are some interesting names out there. Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, th- there's, there's guys out there that you would kind of look at and go, huh, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, a James Robinson. Like th- there's guys out there that you're, you're not think those guys are not coming in there. Like Zeke is not coming into the Bengals and immediately carrying, uh, you know, carrying the ball 20 times a game or something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I, again, I'm, um, I, I mean, I just think that you can, you can have guys come in that can kind of eat some of that, that workload up. And, um, yeah, I, again, I, I just think it's a possibility. But is if you're gonna do that, is it even worth keeping Mixon? Because then it's like you might as well just save yourself the money and get rid of him, and then just get the veteran, have them eat into the carries, and just you know pray that you have Chase Brown and Travion Williams as good backups. Like I don't know, like to have Mixon, a veteran, and Travion Williams and Chris Brown, I I think that's just overbloated in my opinion, and that's self contradictory because like if we're talking about Mixon being cut because oh he's expensive and he's declining, it would be weird to still keep paying him all that money. Oh, and then we're going we're gonna to bring in another guy who – they could get another guy for cheap, I think, whether it's Zeke or Dalvin Cook or whoever. I mean, theoretically, on your example, they could bring that guy in for cheap. But, like, why bring in that guy for cheap, give him more snaps, and let Joe Mixon sit on the bench and eat, like, $12 million or whatever he's making next year? I don't, I don't know that that makes sense to me. Uh, say that one more. I'm, I'm, confu- I'm confused as to your premise here. So are, are you saying – are you saying you can bring in like any of these veterans, for example, that you mentioned, bring in a veteran, have him play alongside Joe Mixon, but eat into his snaps, bring in another guy that you're going to have to pay money for, not a lot of money, but pay money for all to have Joe Mixon just sit there on the bench eating $12 million, not having as many snaps. Well, yeah. So the, the contract thing is the contract thing is interesting because I think the, you know, that, that to me is a unique scenario where, Look, the, the, I just I look at the contract situation with with Joe Mixon, and I see that as something that is almost has to change going into the year. I, you know, I I think that you know if if I'm the Bengals, I I would be you know pretty pretty seriously talking to him already. If you're not, um, you know, just you you got to get that cap number down. So yeah, I, I don't think it's insane to say that you know, Joe Mixon can come in at a lower cap hit or, or something like that. Or, I mean, the guys that you're going to be paying, you're not going to be paying them $8 million, $10 million, $12 million. Right. If you bring in a James Robinson, that guy's coming in on a cheap deal and you're right. going to see what he can do. So, yeah, I, I I think that there's there's a lot of variables to that, meaning, you know, Joe Mixon doesn't have to play at the cap hit that he's um, – uh, that Joe Mixon doesn't have to play at the cap hit – that he's being asked to play at um, or that he's currently slotted to play at, I should say. So yeah, th- there's just way too many options for that. We are going to talk more about these options and more about Joe Mixon's outlook and more on his ranking on this list when we come back, but stay with us. We're going to have more on this discussion on Joe Mixon when we return right here on the strictly stripes podcast. And thanks for staying with us on the strictly stripes podcast. So we are talking about Joe Mixon, who is number 17 on our top 25 Bengals going into this coming season, which will be here before you know it in just over two months. Hard to believe time flies. We're already at the end of June, like I mentioned. Um, but just because we're at the end of June doesn't mean that you shouldn't sign up for our Cincinnati Football Insider Subtext Service. And you've probably heard me and Mike Andrew talk about this. What is subtext? What is Cincinnati Football Insider? 
Honestly, sometimes I ask myself that same question even though I use it. And you're probably wondering the same thing if I'm wondering the same thing. So it's just where we text you. We text you every day. Things you need to know about next season. Things you need to know about training camp. Yes, even in June and July, we text you and let you know about what you need to know. Because, like I said, the season's going to be here in no time. And, Andrew, I I would think you would agree with me. I mean, isn't this the prime time to sign up for Cincinnati Football Insider literally right before we get going this season? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I wrote about this today in the morning briefing. We've only got a few more weeks until until training camp, uh, which, I mean, it just sounds crazy. But, you know, five months ago, the, the Bengals lost to the Chiefs in the AFC title game. Um, now we're only a month away from football again. I mean, it's we're, we're kind of nearing that time. So, I mean, it's, it's the easiest time of the year to kind of, you know, find out what's going on at, at training camp practice. If you can't make it out or you don't want to stand in 110 degree heat every day, uh, you know, come, you know, come find, uh, come find our opinions or analysis or news or whatever else you could want to know. Uh, it's really easy to sign up. It's really, really, uh, I, I mean, it's just one of the things that I would really want to emphasize to people. We're not going to be blowing your phones up every day. You're not getting 50 text exactly. messages a day. It's not crazy. You know, it's just anything you would want to know about the Bengals, anything pertinent about the Bengals, news, quotes, questions you might have, you can c- communicate with us directly. It's a really easy thing to do. And, you know, like you said, I mean, we've only got a couple of weeks of training camp, so now feels like the right time. The right time is always the right time. And so that basically means sign up, which is uh, very easy. Um, you just text this phone number uh, to sign up. You just text your name to this phone number. Uh, and this is the number that you need to text. You need to text us again at 513-949-4147. That's 513 949 uh, 4147. And it's free to sign up. It's a two week free trial. It's $4.99 a month uh, to stick with it. And I promise you it's well worth it because we're going to get to you before Twitter, before the web. And you know what? We're going to have a lot of our subscribers start driving this podcast in the same way that our fan responses have been driving the podcast. So let's make sure that we get you guys on board with us and make sure you sign up for our Strictly Stripes newsletter. Uh, it's very easy. It's free. It's in your inbox every morning to sign up, go to cleveland.com slash newsletters and click on the strictly stripes newsletter. All right. Back to Joe Mixon. Uh, talked a lot about his ranking on the list, whether he's deserving at number 17 or not so deserving and what his future looks like. And so let's look at it like, like this, Andrew, unless there is some crazy left turn that happens where Mixon says no to a pay cut and he's released and, or his legal situation is unsettling and he's released because of that as well any left turn field cutting him pending that doesn't happen that he's still on the team and he is a starter like Zach Taylor has repeatedly promised he will be what does Joe Mixon have to do next season to avoid being talked about as a cab casualty in 2024 before his contract year well I don't think there's anything that's going to avoid that I mean he's being talked about as a cab casualty this year I mean like I mean I think I guess realistically uh, there's nothing to say. I mean, I you know, in in theory, he could go out and have a great season, and you know, rush for 1,200 yards and you know, 4.7 yards a carry, and uh, you know, just I mean, be a Pro Bowler, and and of course, the Bengals wouldn't get rid of him at that point. I guess that's possible. I just don't see that's likely. Um, you know, I I think the best case for Mixon in the sh- I mean, if if I were Mixon in the short term, I, I man, I'm looking at a pay cut right now. And unless the team says, like, we're going to cut you if you don't take this pay cut, I'm telling them no because, okay, you're going to roll into a year with Chase Brown and, and Trayvon Williams as your one-two punch. I don't, I don't think the Bengals would want to do that. 
Um, so I, if, if I'm Joe Mixon, I'm not saying, I'm saying, you know, no way, unless you're going to get cut and, and it's a tricky business to try and play there. I just don't, um, I just don't imagine that the Bengals are going to want to have Trayvon Williams and a rookie is, is there, is there starting two running backs or their top two running backs. So, you know, I think in the short term, that would be Mixon's best play. But in the long term, you know, I think a pay cut for this year and next year or, you know, you know, however you want to do it. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. You can you can even add a year and, and spread the money around. You can, you know, shorten the or you can, you know, make it a, a deal where, you know, the cap hit this year and next year is not as bad, but there's more whatever, more bonus. However, it would work. I, I don't know with the cap if you can get that working then I think long-term that would be the best case. I don't see a scenario in which Joe Mixon at his current cap hit is, uh, you know, I, I would say if Joe Mixon is at his current contract situation as it stands now at after the 2023 season, he will not be a Bengal in 2024. So if he were somehow a Bengal in 2024, his cap hit would go up. Uh, his cap hit this year is twelve point seven million. Next year it would be thirteen point one ish million. Um, his base salary doesn't really change, but that's not what's important. The cap hit is what is important because that factors in like his roster bonus, signing bonus. It's pretty much what you know the team is worried about because that's what he's going to get paid on the books. If they release him this year, uh, they'd save about ten million dollars. If they do it next year, it'd be eleven million because obviously he makes an extra, you know, half million next year. Which uh, that is a lot of money, but to him it's probably chump change. Which that that still blows my mind, by the way. But I'm not gonna open up that can of worms because we've probably opened it a lot this year. But I agree. I think it's a trade off. If if you keep him where he's at on his current deal, I definitely think he he could somehow surprise and blow everyone's mind. And yeah, he could pull like a Josh a Jacobs type season like he did last year, um, and just have a Pro Bowl All Pro season, and he still gets cut because at the end of the day. I know he loves to say this at the end of the day. That's how he always ends every sentence. If I had a dollar for every time he did at the end of the day, he is, you know, he's going to be what he, he's 27 this year when camp starts, he'll be 28 next year. Like I, I think once you hit 28, unless your name is Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith, and we are way, way past that generation. Like I wasn't even born during most of Barry Sanders, career. And I don't remember Emmett Smith way past that generation. Unless that's your last name. Uh, uh-uh, bro. That that 800 yard rushing season Mixon had last year, that's going to look like a luxury in 2024. Because I I think it's a matter of it's a matter of time. It's a matter of just common sense. Like you're going to get older, your body's going to wear on you, and it's not a knock on him. Like he could be you know working hard and talented, but like his body's going to have a lot of wear and tear. It's with any position, but I think especially at the running back position with how much they use their legs, man. I mean that wear and tear is going to catch up to him. So. I think the only way I see Mixon as a Bengal in 2024 is if he's willing to take a pay cut where his deal is restructured for the next two years. And then, you know, he just plays well enough where like the Bengals don't even have to consider the idea of cutting him even with a restructured deal. So, I mean, he's got to play well. How well, to kind of go back to that question, look, I think if somehow his deal is restructured, which we'll see how that plays out before training camp, if that happens... And the legal stuff either floats over his head or gets dealt with one way or another. If he puts up numbers like he did last year, you know, where he had a career high in catches and receiving yards and, you know, had like 3.9 yards per carry, I think that's okay because of what he's making. If 
his deal doesn't change. You're paying him what you're paying him this year. I don't know if he's got to go for a thousand because I do think, you know, this is another conversation too, but I mean, you would agree with me. The Bengals offense is going to be more of a pass heavy offense. I think you still got to expect a little more like the receiving doesn't change. Like, yeah, he better put up like, you know, whatever he had 60 catches, 450 yards, and then average at least four yards of carry. Anything less than that, like 3.9 even, I think is a problem. It's got to be at least four yards of carry. And then maybe then you have a different change of heart keeping him in 2024. But, you know, without really delving too much into the, you know, specifics of Mixon's contract and, you know, kind of where he's at, I want to sort of go back to the list here. So just to kind of refresh, Mixon at 17, Cam Taylor Britt at 18, Jonah Williams at 19, Nick Scott at 20, BJ Hill at 21, Irv Smith Jr. at 22, Dax Hill at 23, which is still my favorite because of his number. Miles Murphy at 24, Lyle Collins at 25. Now I won't ask you to, you know, talk about how you feel about the list overall because you, you know, you know, we talked about that with Andrew or you're Andrew. I'm sorry, we talked about that with Mike yesterday. Um, but I, I do want to ask you though, is like looking at Mixon in terms of the other names I just mentioned. Like, do you look at it and say, hmm? I really, really feel like Jonah Williams should be above Mixon. Or, mm, I really, really have a strong case for Hill being above Mixon. Like, if you're kind of going in a one-on-one, like, debate in terms of who's more important, like, do you have a change of heart with either of those names? No, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, I would slide Mixon down the list. You know, I on, on my individual list, I had Jonah above Mixon. I had BJ Hill above Mixon. Um, you know, the only guys I didn't were, were Irv Smith Jr., Dax Hill, Lael Collins, and Miles Murphy. And I think for kind of one reason or another, there's there's questions about those guys. Um, you know, there's questions about Joe Mixon, obviously. So yeah, I, I had him. I think the lowest of of any of us on our on our list here. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I think there's a case for Jonah Williams. I think only because it's not that I think he's better than Joe Mixon. You could say that too. I think with Williams, it's more like. You know, Joe Burrow's just been beat up so much in his career that, like, I think you'd rather have more protection from Joe Burrow getting sacked to the ground as much as he did versus, oh, you know, Joe Burrow gets his butt kicked, but at least he has, you know, Joe Mixon running for a couple more yards and making a couple more catches. If that's the case, you could maybe say, like, Jonah Williams 18, Joe Mixon 19. Like, I could have seen a switch up like that. I maybe would have done that now that I think about it. But, yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, although I don't know if I'd go as far as 21, like, you do make a case of, like, yeah, he's at 21, and, you know, Jonah is where he's at because of what we talked about with Jonah two days ago. But I don't know if, if, if you're looking at it from, like, a, you know, how valuable is pass blocking versus rushing yards, then, yeah, maybe there is a case for Jonah Williams to be ranked higher, higher than Joe Mixon, at least. How How much higher, I don't know. That's another issue but i think higher than mixon yeah you could say but yeah i mean uh like i said man i mean and, and i'm sure if mike was on here we we could talk more about you know mixon and you know should mixon actually be higher than you and i had because again like 14 is an interesting spot and i wish of the one days mike you know i uh, wasn't with us I, if, I wish this wasn't the day because i actually would have loved uh mike's thoughts on this maybe we can get caught up with him on monday when uh we talk about number 16 on our list. Um, I guess we'll kind of give that away. Number 16 on our list is going to be Evan McPherson. Yes, the kicker, Money Mac. He is at number 16 on our list. 
And that's going to be an exciting one because uh, to have a special teams guy ranked that high speaks for itself. So maybe when we talk about Evan McPherson, we'll get Mike's thoughts on Joe Mixon's uh, ranking on the list. But make sure you stay tuned for that. And like I said, we'll have more of our Bengals fan responses uh, on the podcast next week when Mike returns. But once again, for myself and Andrew, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. Have a great weekend. We will see you before the 4th of July.